Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's and renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Hey, got a quick question for you. How old are you going to be when you pay your house off? If you listen to this show very much, you know I'm obsessed with time. I'm also obsessed with age and how old people are. It's almost a meme at this point about how many times I've joked about how old AJ Styles is. But the reality is this. We can help you get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments and save with Conrad. And that might not be something you're thinking about right now. But check this testimonial out. It comes to us from Joseph in Houston, Texas. He says, I drive for work, so I have no time to be on the phone. The majority of communication came via text. No rush. I got back to Derek when I could on my time. You guys cut down my payoff date by eight years, even adding money to the loan and still making the payoff date eight years earlier. So what we're talking about is if you've got credit card debt, when's the best time to pay it off today? Savewithconrad.com can help, but more importantly, cutting eight years off of your loan. I want you to ask yourself this question. How old am I when I pay my house off? It's kind of weird that we don't know the answer to that right off the top of our head. We hear people all the time say things like, oh, I've got six car payments left. How many house payments do you have left, bro? How old are you going to be? And how old are your kids going to be? What we're talking about is paying your house off before your kids go to college. We're talking about paying your house off before you plan to retire. Nobody wants to retire and hope that they can still make a house payment. Retire your debt and then retire. Retire your debt and then help your kids with college tuition so they can avoid student loans. And if you've got student loans, you know you don't want to burden your kids with those. Let me help. Let me show you how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments and the greatest tax deduction possible at SaveWithConrad.com. Now, as always, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. So find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Drop the chips, make physically fit protein snacks part of your daily gold medal routine. They're high in protein, made from 100% all-natural real chicken meat and organic plant protein. Air-baked, low in net carbs, and taste insanely delicious. Grab a bag today and enjoy curbing your hunger with a crispy crunch and intelligent real food protein snack. Now you and your family can reach the gold with Physically Fit. Now available in 11 great flavors. Visit physicallyfit.com. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Stop whatever you're doing and listen to me. I'm going to tell you how to get the best gift ever this Mother's Day. Are you listening? Picture it. A real long stem American Beauty rose, lavishly and deeply dipped in pure 24 karat gold. It lasts forever. You heard right. And they start at just 59 bucks. If this is the first time you're getting one of Steven Singer's famous 24 karat gold dip roses, then take my advice and get the Valentine's Day red for only $59 
or check out one of his premium colors like sunshine yellow trimmed in 24 karat gold. They come with a free personalized gift message and Steven's signature gift box shipped for free, all starting at just $59. Leave it to one of the best jewelers in America to have one of the best gifts in America. Real roses dipped in real 24 karat gold from a real jeweler, Steven Singer's Jewelers. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Don't wait. Mother's Day is here. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. We have an incredible show planned for you today. We are changing our show format, and we're bringing on our very first guest, and he's a great one. But first, I want to introduce to you my co-host. He's known as the Mortgage Guy, and he is Conrad Thompson. How you doing today, Conrad? Man, I'm excited to be here. This is something totally new, and uh, I think fans are going to dig it. What do we have planned special today, bud? Well, he's the greatest wrestler of all time, one of them anyway, and he's a 14-time world heavyweight champion, a future Hall of Famer, and they call him the Viper. His name is Randy Orton. How you doing today, Randy? Um, great. Thank you, Kurt Conrad. Thank you for having me. Um, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, maybe, uh, but behind you, my friend. Nobody <laughs> Thank can, you. No, nobody can I don't know about that. One and only Kurt Angle. Uh, I, well, I do. You're the most humble guy in the business. Yeah. But Thank you. Ever. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. Hey, how do you like my, my uh, merchandise back here? The Slither outfit. Oh, my outfit. God. I, I love it, um, but I... I I, I have an inkling that my wife would love it a little bit more than I do. That, that, it's that's it's really your cool. wife's that's company, really cool. so I understand. That, that's right. <laughs> well, here we go. Here we go. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm in uh, it too. Slither. Man. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Nice that's right. I appreciate it's, it's, that. They're, they're quality clothing, Randy. It's really good. It really is. I'm so proud of her, man. How do you order it for the fans? Uh, you go to slithershop.com, uh, real plain and simple. And you can go uh, on Instagram and follow Slither Shop on Instagram. Follow myself and my wife, uh, Kim Orton. And of course, there'll be updates when new merch is coming. And she, she's really into this. And, and this is new for her, right? Um, kind of learning as she's going. But I'm really impressed with uh, how she took to it so quickly. Like it's, it's second nature to her. It really is. She, she, she's, she's, she's a natural. She's, she's a natural. natural. Yeah. That's right. That's right. She's a quality businesswoman, huh? <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. I'm a, I'm a lucky guy, Kurt. Lucky guy. I know you are. I, my wife and, and Kim, Randy's wife, are best friends. So oh, Randy and I keep in touch quite a bit. We're attached to the hip because of our wives. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They're two peas in a pod and a little, uh, a little dangerous when they get together, I'd say. Without a doubt. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going to start the show, Randy. My first question is, 
Do you remember when we first met? Do you have any thoughts or memories? Man, so if I go back to uh, the early 2000s, it would have been around 2001, and I was on the road. I wasn't on TV yet, but I was making live events, house shows, uh, and I was only in dark matches, and that's when we would have met. But I don't remember the exact moment. My, my, one of my earliest memories, however, is you and me driving to and from towns, uh, making towns, as they say, and you would get there late to the show every day. And, and Johnny, John, John Laurinaitis was the head of talent relations at the time, and he came over to me, and he basically was like, Randy, uh, <clears throat> You can't ride with Kurt anymore. They're like, what? I can't ride with Kurt? Are you kidding me? Why? Well, he gets to the shows late. Well, but, but so why can't I ride? Well, because you can't get to the shows late. And then it's funny because then as as the, the, the more time I put into my career, now I'm kind of the guy that can get to the show late. Right. And no one else, no, I can't make anyone else late. But it's like, it's like, you know, I've been blessed. Like you can show up when you'd like. You know, it's a, you, but you, that, you earned your position is what you yeah, did. Yes, yeah, yes. Hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But as far as the first meeting, man, I, I don't remember. And, and, and don't take any offense. I, I don't remember a lot from back then, man, but uh, we obviously became close and, you know, I love you like a brother. Uh, me too. The, the feelings mutual. You're absolutely right. Randy. Do you remember? Um, no, no. I just remember traveling with you the one day when we went to, uh, I think we were going to Florida and I ended up going the wrong way to Georgia and we I, ended I up being like, an hour and a half late. And and when I, we got I, to the arena, you were so nervous about being late. The yeah, door was yeah. locked. So you kicked it down oh, and you, you right. shattered the window and you ended up I having to pay it. like $800 for it. I forgot all about that. You know yeah. what? Uh, I feel like the show was in Florida, but we ended up like in Montana. Like you just kept driving, bro. Like, but but I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And I was in such trouble for kicking this door in and cra the, the glass like spider web. And looking back, like I remember those feelings. And God damn, I haven't thought of that kicking that door since this moment, like since it happened, right? And I thought I was in so much trouble back then for kicking that door. And now looking at all the dumb shit I've done. <laughs> we all do dumb shit, Randy. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But kicking that door was like the least of it. Like, oh, my God, I wish that was it. But you, you were young and, and, and yeah. you, were, you know, you weren't a man yet. You were, when you started out, you were, what, 21 years old? You were just yeah, yeah. Kid. and you know, you just needed time to mature. And I think everybody knew that and understood that it was, you know, being 21 years old and ending up in a man's business and having to travel 300 days a year, you're responsible yeah. for your own life. And that's, that's a very yeah. difficult thing at 21. Yeah, you're right. It is. You're right. It is. I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's surprising. So many of us have made it this far, man, because looking back all the miles, all the miles, miles, miles we put on in between uh, towns, uh, till the wee hours of the morning, man, you know, it's, it's dangerous. That's dangerous driving around like that at night, tired, uh, uh, looking for food, looking for that gas station that's open so you can fill up your tank and don't run out of gas, you know, on your way to Billings, Montana, or wherever you're going. Like it, it's, it's, it's a dangerous, it, it is dangerous. Like it, it's, we're blessed to still be here, man. Wow. Yeah, without a doubt. 
Well, we, uh, we just passed the 15 year anniversary of you guys, uh, three-way dance at WrestleMania, if you will, with Ray Mysterio, Randy, what do you remember about that period of time? 2006, we know that not too terribly long after Kurt's going to leave WWE. And this is a, a weird scenario where it felt like it was built around Ray sort of paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero. And now it's a three-way dance. What do you remember of that match at WrestleMania 22? You know, it's, it's, it's like I was saying earlier, uh, sometimes the memories are a bit sketchy, but I do remember that they were going with me and it was kind of, um, I I forget if this was before triple H and Batista or after it was after H and Batista, It, it was after. So, so I think, um, Prior to that, I was supposed to be with Triple H and do the big deal, the big story going into Mania, and I had messed up somewhere along the lines. And I think now my punishment was kind of over with, and now they were ready to go with me again. And I want to say they were running with me, and they were going to put the title on me uh, for this triple threat. And I could be wrong, but that's that's my memory anyway. And then I think I got a little bit of heat for some you know, young, dumb punk shit that I did. And, uh, I think they ended up going with Ray. Right. Yep. Um, but, but the, the, the recollection of the exacts back then, uh, hard to really put out, but I, I, I do know 2006 was uh, a rough year for me personally. Um, so that was kind of in the middle of all that too. So there's, there's a good reason why I don't remember that year too much. Um, but I remember the match. I remember not having a lot of time for the match. Yeah. Uh, it might, it might've started at 20 or 18 minutes. And by the time, um, you know, like every WrestleMania, by the time we got to our match, I think we had lost at least half of that. Uh, the actual in ring, um, couldn't have been more than 10 minutes. Uh, if I remember correctly. Well, not only that, Randy, but you remember Ray's entrance, how long it was. Did he wear the uh, he, well. Yeah. He, he he's always wearing crazy shit, right? I forget. Yeah. I, I, it was was it a big headdress yep. or something? Yeah, and he, he went. He came out and went up a scaffold. I mean, it took like eight minutes for him to get to the ring, and I was like, "Holy shit! Our our time is cut already. This guy's spending all this time with his entrance. It was just ridiculous." Typical, typical Ray. Typical Ray. <laughs> well, speaking of Ray. Yeah. How weird How weird was it doing the angle and getting heat off the late great Eddie Guerrero with Rey Mysterio? Did you yeah, find that well, a little odd to do, or were you comfortable with it? Uh, 100% was not comfortable with it. Um, Ray assured me that it's something that Eddie would have wanted. And um, even still, uh, Ray and myself went to Vicky and – Vicky gave us her blessing and she said the same thing. Eddie would have wanted to help you guys in this manner. If he could have used his death in some way to help the business as morbid as that sounds, um, you know, he would have wanted us to do it, especially with Ray being involved. So although it was a a horrible tragedy and we all lost a friend, it was, um, kind of something that helped me along my way in my career. And a lot of people, you know, as a bad guy talking about that, um, that, that was, that's heat, you know, and it worked and, and it kind of helped with the, uh, the angle between me and Ray. Um, but looking back, it, it'll always be something that was a little 
you know, th there's a lot of things I've done in my career that have made me uncomfortable. Um, I think we can all uh, uh, agree on that, right, um, individually. But <clears throat> that in particular was something that I put at the top of that list. April showers bring May flowers. That's how the old saying goes, right? While beautiful flowers and a beautiful lawn have a lot in common, and one without the other just isn't the same. You owe it to yourself, your home, and your family. You deserve to have a luscious, beautiful yard full of healthy green grass. But just like you have to take care of your plants, you have to take care of your yard. It sounds like a lot of work, but it isn't. You can use the same service I do. It's called Sunday. And get Sunday.com slash angle. Sunday is a custom lawn care plan designed for your yard. Just go to their website, GetSunday.com. Put in your home address. Their free lawn analysis tool does the rest of the work in seconds. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Lawn care used to take up my entire day. I had to research what to buy, measure, go to the store, and hope it wasn't stocked. Buy attachments. You don't have to do any of that ever again. And best of all, my grass looks better than ever, and so will yours. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Angle to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan. At getsunday.com slash angle. And understandably, I totally get that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about you and uh, your relationship with Kurt. Do you have a favorite match that you guys had together? You know, we've had uh, not a lot of matches, a lot of singles matches together, but I would say uh, the most memorable. Um, and Kurt, I might be wrong. We, we might have had. With, uh, 10 or less singles matches. Um, but I remember uh, the ECW pay-per-view, I think it was. It was the one where uh, the fans had the, uh, the infamous sign, you know, um, Cena wins, we riot. Yeah. Uh, and and I, 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 I forget the name of that pay-per-view, but it was an ECW pay-per-view. And I remember I had just come I've... back from suspension and I was a little worried about my conditioning because I was going in the ring with <laughs> Kurt Angle. Um, but I remember that crowd being crazy and uh, having a good time, having fun with the crowd. They, 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 were, they, were, they were a riled up bunch, to say the least. And that always makes for a good atmosphere. I believe it was One Night Stand, ECW. One, one Night Stand. stand. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. We had, a, we had an incredible match. I, I really enjoyed that match. That was my favorite of the ones we had. You know, um, but other than that one, I think the one match where I beat you would probably <laughs> be my favorite. And and I, I think I think that I was, don't remember that match. <laughs> well, I do because it only happened one time. <laughs> I, I think that was your last match. And, and I maybe that was 06 or 07 before you left. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I mean, um, lots of fond memories between us in the ring, but especially outside of the ring, man. I'll never forget him. Yeah. Without a doubt. Randy, we're on the heels of uh, WrestleMania. Do you have a favorite WrestleMania moment 
does one stick out above all the rest? Gosh. Um, I feel like I've had so many little mini WrestleMania moments. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to really put my finger on one. I, I think for me, maybe WrestleMania 20, um, I was out there with Mick rock, Rick Batista, and just that, that feeling in my gut in gorilla at the garden, right before I went out, I think for me, that's about as close as I can get to remembering, especially that far back that exact feeling I had. And it's like, what, what a feeling being so young and going out there with that type of talent. And especially at the garden, WrestleMania 20, you know, 20 years, uh, two decades after my father was in the main event of the original WrestleMania in the same freaking building. Yeah. So like all of that history kind of coming together. And then on top of that, the fact that my father was there to see the match in person, um, that wouldn't be a moment for the fans, but as far as WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania moments go, that would be my favorite. That's your most fun memory. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Well, quick question. Uh, what was it like to finally come out to a crowd at WrestleMania? It's been a couple years. It, it has man. And it's on my entrance. I think you could tell that, uh, I, I I wasn't really out of character, but I, I turned around that curtain and came through Gorilla. And once I saw all those people, Kurt, it was like I just had to sit there and take it in for a second. I think my my entrance was like four, four and a half minutes long that night just because <laughs> I took my sweet ass time and soaked it all in. Um, but the weird thing as well. Uh, and I, I'm not shitting on the reaction or the, uh, the the fans being there at all. It's just those big stadiums, all that noise goes yeah, straight up. It goes up. up. Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah, so, so like they were there and I felt them and that energy was amazing and I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I'm looking forward to like legitimately being able to sell out stadiums, sell out arenas, you know, that aren't open to the, you know, for the weather um the rain delay was crazy yeah right 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 and and really be able to hear you know right when you do something be able to hear that response right then and there like i think that helps so much and and wrestling in the thunderdome wrestling in front of those monitor screens you know a lot of what we do you kind of let the fans you don't let them dictate what you do uh, because you're in charge right but you're able to kind of make decisions based on how they're reacting so when you take the fans completely out of it, you're kind of just guessing and um, it works. And it's, it's maybe just such a small uh, difference that most people don't even notice, but I'm really looking forward to getting in there and like on a Monday night raw, be somewhere like the Staples center where it's just jam packed and you're, you can just feel them. Yeah. I'm still missing that. I didn't get that fix at WrestleMania. Well, I'll be honest with you, Randy. My favorite WrestleMania is we're always in arenas, not stadium. And and that's because of the fan noise, the reaction, you know, the energy yeah. that, that it that displays in the arena that you have an open or a closed roof 
And it's just right. a lot, lot more exciting, you know. And uh, it's oh, yes, yes, way better in the stadiums. Although stadiums are impressive because you have seventy thousand, eighty thousand fans, and that right, looks right, impressive. Right. But it, you, when you hear it, doesn't sound impressive. No, no. But then you go watch the match back, and then you hear it. it it's, it's as a performer, you got to kind of just work with what you got, right? Yeah. But um, one thing's for sure: WrestleMania is like, I, I mean something's always going to happen. You're always going to have some sort of WrestleMania moment. Um, I watched, I still have a few matches that I have to watch from this year's mania, but um, Kim and I actually just watched Sasha and Bianca. And it's like, it's so fun to, to watch some, some people like those two women that love what they do so much. And it, it, you know, it translates into their movements and their facial expressions and what they're doing in the ring. And to see Bianca have her moment, you know, you talk about WrestleMania moments. Uh, it's, 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 it's fun for me almost seeing other people have their moments um, than it is for me to want to have another moment. I've had so many moments. Like I really enjoy seeing other people have theirs too. Deserving people. I got you, Ray. I understand that. A lot of big WrestleMania moments happened last year. It was probably most notable, of course, because there were no fans and we're at the beginning of the pandemic, but what people were talking about when it was all over with were cinematic matches. Where do you land on that? Randy, is that something you think could still work now that we are starting to have fans back or are you more hopeful that cinematic matches are a thing of the past? You know, um, if you would ask me that same question a year or two ago, I would have shit all over the whole cinematic matches thing. Um, but that being said, now we, we we're where we are here now. And um, I remember, uh, I guess, Mania 36 watching Cena versus Bray. Like, I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if, if this has come out in an interview or anything, but I think uh, Bruce Pritchard, and John Cena were up at the warehouse in Connecticut and they were walking around just trying to think of how they were going to do this and how they were going to make it different. And they saw all the props, <clears throat> excuse me. They saw all the props from, you know, the entire history of the WWE and God knows what else was in there. Right. Um, all the NWO stuff, all, all kinds of props. And I think it was Cena's idea. He went to Bruce and was like, this is what we do. And, and, and they did a whole history of John Cena throwing in the what ifs and, you know, like almost as if, uh, you know, um, like Thanos back here, like different timelines. Uh, like there was a multiverse of, of WWE and what if John Cena would have been in the NWO? What if John Cena would have done this instead of this? And I thought that cinematic match was awesome. The Undertaker versus AJ match. I thought it was awesome. And I thought it was great for Taker to go out in that manner. And it was just, it was different. I feel like people will, will uh, remember it more. That man's had 10,000 matches, uh, give or take a few. And that one was different than all those other ones. And, and I think that if it's done right with the right talent and the right story, I think that the cinematic matches thing works. I think that like anything you could overdo it too, but I'm, I'm all for them in the right, you know, time and place and with the right performers. I, I agree, Randy. I think that those two matches in particular opened it up to have more cinematic matches, but I think too many would be too much. 100%. Well, going 100%. back to the Fiend, Randy, uh, 
what did your kids think of the angle with the fiend? Were were they scared of him? <laughs> like the little one, you know. Um, right, my kids. Right, right. When I got attacked by the fiend, my kids cried. They were watching on TV that night. My wife called me and said, what the hell is going on? You know, uh, why did they have the fiend attack you? You're not wrestling anymore. And I told her, I'm doing the job. I have to do it because I'm told to. So, you know, I'm just wondering if your kids responded to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, so my youngest is four. And she, I still think she thinks that dad literally like travels inside of the television to work. Like oh. she doesn't really quite get it yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, the, the, the older kids, like they, they understand what it is and, and it doesn't help as far as them being afraid that uh, especially the boys, they've met Bray. He was one of the okay. first WWE wrestlers that they met. And this is like six years ago. So they've been fans their entire life. They're almost, they're, they're ready for it uh alana my 12 year old daughter she you know she's not the biggest wrestling fan in the world i think she thinks it's cool what her dad does but as far as being scared i am not really sure i i think the youngest one was more upset uh and i'm talking about wrestlemania that i didn't wave back and i got a video i think i think kim posted it on instagram usually like i'll give them a little love you know i'll come over i'll i'll, I'll kiss the kids give mom a kiss on the lips and uh, you know high five the baby and i wasn't able to do that for obvious reasons at mania and then when the match concluded i had to get the hell out of there too for the bit of business they were doing with the facial reactions so in essence my 4 year old took it like daddy was just blowing her off you know she, <laughs> Kim's got her on video. She's like, you're very cruel. <laughs> Why didn't daddy wave back? Why didn't daddy say hi to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I wasn't afraid of the, uh, wasn't afraid of the, uh, afraid of the fiend character, but definitely uh, there's a little heat there between dad and Brooklyn. Cause I didn't say hi. <laughs> Shame on you, Randy. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. What an awful father. Oh my God. Let's take a time out to talk about your vehicle, your car, your truck, whatever it may be. There's more makes and models now than ever before. And keeping up with them is impossible. That's why auto parts stores always tell you they have to order the parts. You're just going into a store to let them charge you more for it than they're paying. Why would you do that? You can order what you need right now on your phone or computer and save a ton of money. It's all super easy. Just go to rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like the mortgage or food. You're going to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. That's not showing much intelligence. For example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2008 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at a big chain store. It's only $216.79 at rockauto.com. You see, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, motor oil, and brake parts to tail lamps. When it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write angle in their how did you hear about us spot so they know we sent you. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's kind of fun to think about how full circle your life has come. Now your kids are watching you wrestle on TV and you had an opportunity to do that with your dad. What do you remember about growing up with your dad being this hall of famer main event of WrestleMania was was that interesting or cool, or is it the only way you knew really? Well, it was, it was that, uh, what you said there, uh, lastly, though, the only thing I really knew was what my dad did for a living, yeah. you know, uh, all my friends had dads and they went to work and it was no different for me really. And then as I got older and, um, other kids were watching wrestling and it was a lot of, uh, my friends' fathers, you know, I was in elementary school. Um, you know, when my father had his run in, in WWF and, um, I would get like a lot of my friends having like requests from their older siblings or their father, you're like, can, we, can I get your dad's autograph? So my dad had all the promo picks and I would, Hey dad, this is what I need today. You know, make this one out to Ryan, make the, you know, my teacher wants one from, you know, my, my English teacher wants one, his name's, you know, <laughs> Mr. Whatever. And, and so I would, I would come to school with a stack of pictures, with my dad wearing a cowboy hat. And to me, even that was normal. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's not until I got older and I realized how hard it is to do this, um, and how much, you know, time away from the family it takes. And, and to me, my dad going to Japan for a couple months at a time was just, it just, I didn't know anything else, you know, it, it was special, but I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate how special it just was until I was older. Were you close with your father? Growing up? Close with, close with my father. I'd say more close now. Um, than I was growing up and it, it had a little bit to do with him being away so much, but my dad, he's, he's an old, old school, uh, gosh, gruff, you know, I've never seen my father cry. Um, uh, I've never, I, I, not a lot of emotional, you know, uh, gosh, it's, it's, I love my father and I tell him all the time, I love you pop. And I get it right back from him. We definitely have a good relationship and we've been close, but it's always been like either amateur wrestling when I was younger or professional wrestling. Now he'll come over, play with the grandkids. He'll do his, you know, grandpa duties. Um, but, but there's a lot of, uh, back and forth when it comes to everything else in life. And I think I can kind of see like, you know, I've been doing this for half my life. The, the one thing I know is professional wrestling. You ask me what I'm into. Okay, I like to watch movies. I like to uh, I, I like to play with my kids. Like I don't have all these outside interests because professional wrestling takes so much time out of my life, even in a pandemic. And back then, the the schedule was even more grueling. So I think it comes down to just what do you have in common? And that one thing that my father and I had in common was wrestling. When I was younger, amateur wrestling. He got me started very young. 
Um, he would go to all my tournaments that he was home for, uh, dual meets and everything. And, um, but it was just, that's what we had in common, you know? Well, speaking of amateur wrestling, I know you wrestled in high school. How well did you do? Were there any chances of a scholarship? You have any memories of amateur wrestling? Good memory. I, I do. I, I do. I do. I started when I was nine in the fourth grade. Um, when I was 12, I won a state championship. It was like a uh, AAU USA state championship. I was like, it was like 152 to a 160 pound weight class or something. Um, and I won state at 12. And I think I was just in a bracket with a bunch of little pudgy kids that weren't athletic or something. I, I, they, I don't know if they felt sorry for me or maybe the guy making the brackets was a fan of, of my father and, you know, put me right where I needed to be. But, um, I, I was, I was decent. Uh, Randy, you're not giving was, yourself as much credit as you deserve. There's no way a guy's going to set up. So you win, especially, especially at an event like that, that was the state championships. They don't fix the state championships. It's all, it's all a work brother. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympic gold medal was a work. Damn it. I didn't no, know that. <laughs> except for that. Except for that. No, I, so, uh, I lost so much weight, cutting weight. Um, I wanted to wrestle 189 in high school. Uh, and I got up to like just under 220 and I cut all the way down to 189. I was skin and bones. And, um, I think that's, that was my big mistake with the amateur wrestling is I didn't wrestle 215. They just introduced that weight class like a year or two prior. And it was basically a bunch of football players coming in and their coaches wanting them to stay in shape throughout the wrestling season and get on the mats and, and, and do something physical. And that was that 215 pound weight class. I believe I would have won that weight class. Um, there was one other guy it would have been me or him. Um, I ended up making it to state my junior and senior year, um, but I didn't place. I didn't place. I was 29 and 10 my junior year, and but I was like uh, 34 and, and 4 my senior year. So I had a really good senior year. I, uh, long, lanky, you know, strong hands. Like I, I, I didn't, I wasn't very offensive on my feet in the neutral position. I'd sprawl out, cross face a guy, pick his ankle, wrap him up. And I had like two or three go-to moves and I just stuck to what I was good at. I wasn't, it wasn't fun to watch me wrestle. You know, my coach was yelling, shoot, 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 (laughs) shoot. And I would just, I would just sit there and just wait, Ah, wait for him back. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was the guy. Who you were a defensive wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was all, always getting called for stalling, and oh, my <laughs> coaches would be cursing me, but I would be win, I'd, I'd be winning matches. So, so it, it was one of those things. But I, I really enjoyed the amateur wrestling, and and it's, it's cool knowing, of course, yourself, and then meeting like Gable and Bobby Lashley and all these badasses that have come up that are were gods at amateur wrestling. And, uh, you know, I was never anywhere near close to that level, but I feel like the amateur wrestling helped mold me into my eventual becoming a WWE superstar for sure. Without a doubt. You know, yeah, as, yeah. as a kid, we always hear, uh, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you think as a little kid, you wanted to be a wrestler? And if not, were there other like alternate universe ideas of what your career sure. could have been? Yeah. Yeah. I I was asked that quite a bit and never once had the confidence in myself to think that, um, I could do what my dad did. 
you know, I, I was in the locker room at a very young age and I saw these huge mountains of men, um, you know, uh, you know, joking and, 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 and laughing and, and just, just behemoths. And I'm back there as a little kid. And from that day forward, like seeing all those men, I never once considered myself to be able to go toe to toe with them or even be on their level in any way, shape or form. Um, I, my interest was in animals. I, um, at a very young age, I remember I caught uh, a garter snake in the backyard and was fascinated by it. And even to this day, I'm, I have a fascination with reptiles. Uh, and um, I wanted to be a herpetologist, which is someone that's, uh, you know, interested in the study of reptiles. I, when I was a senior in high school, I had a, a cage uh, set up that I had built. And I had a, he was right around 10 feet. Um, about 60 to 80 pounds, depending on how much I was feeding him at the time, but big old Burmese Python, as tame as a dog. Um, my mom, to say the least, was very cool to allow her son to yeah. have that kind of an animal in the house. Uh, but I was into monitor lizards and I would catch turtles and I'd keep them for a few weeks, feed them and, uh, you know, huge nerd when it came to snakes and lizards and things of that nature. So I always thought that I was going to end up doing something with animals. Um, and of course, you know, didn't turn out that way. The funny thing is though, is someone along the line gave me the moniker, the Viper, which I had nothing to do with. And whoever came up with that didn't know that I like snakes. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it might've been Stephanie McMahon. I, I don't remember, but it was given to me because of the way that I like would move around. You move around. Yeah. You remind maybe. me of a snake. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. And then the heel character, you know, a snake, a heel, the way I moved Viper, it just kind of, it just kind of worked. Right. But yeah, I, I never thought I'd take after my father and be a wrestler. Wow. Never. Well, hence that's the reason you came up with the, with the word slither for your clothing company. Right. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> your wife. Lovely did. wife. Did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Randy, next question. When did you know you wanted to become a pro wrestler? At what point in your life? Well, um, when I had exhausted all the options that I was considering at the time and realized, oh, shit, I need to grow up and do something with my life. Because <laughs> I came out of high school. I had, I had uh, no, no desire to go to college. Wasn't, uh, you know, I was a... a, a I was on the honor roll. Uh, I'm, I was I was able to get my homework real done, turn it in, and pass. You know, with flying colors at school. But I hated being at school. Uh, didn't want to go to college. No scholarships were in play. You know, I played. Uh, you know, I wrestled. I'd played basketball earlier. I was interested in sports, but wasn't good enough to you know have anyone look at me um, for a scholarship. And um, it was like, what do I do? So as a junior. In high school, I signed up for the uh, delayed entry program into the uh, Marine Corps. And um, I went to the Marines, um, and I've told that story a handful of times. Um, didn't work out too well. And um, after my bad conduct discharge, I was able to come home, and I was working at a gas station for like two months in uh, uh, kind of the fall of 2019, or I'm sorry, 1999 <laughs> and uh wow and um 
you know, I came home one day and I was like, dad, like I'm working midnights at this gas station. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 20 next year. I, I got, I want to try and be a professional wrestler. You know, I, I want to give it a shot. And at this point I was a fan. Um, I had been watching Goldberg. I had been watching DX, you know, I had been watching you come up and it was, can I maybe do this? Because I've got this in, I've got this in. And I didn't realize back then how much hard work some of these guys that I know now and are considered close friends, how, how hard these guys have worked to get where they are. I just had to ask my dad to pick up the phone. And, um, you know, originally he didn't think that they were going to, you know, take to the idea, but, you know, it turned out Lanza, Tony Gurria, uh, Pat Patterson, the Pritchard brothers, they were up there and they all loved my dad, respected my dad. They flew me up and, and they were giving me, uh, it was like a $250 a week contract to, uh, start to train to become a professional wrestler. So that's, it was, it was really, it was, um, I'd exhausted all the options that I had allowed myself to have at that point in my life. And at 19, I had to, you know, I had to fucking figure it out and figure it out quick. And it was like, let's shoot for the top and see if I could do this. I'll know pretty quickly whether I can or can't. At SaveWithConrad.com, we want to be your mortgage advisor for life. Just ask Julia from Little Elm, Texas. Julia left us a five-star review and she had this to say. This is our second time refinancing with First Family. The first refinance allowed us to get cash out that helped us get out of debt and complete renovations on our home. Then we were able to sell it at a great price. Now that we're in our forever home, we refinanced again to take advantage of the low rates. We have a lovely home and room to breathe in our budget. Derek and Jennifer made the process easy and comfortable both times, and I can't recommend them more highly. Man, this is what I'm talking about, Julia. Thank you for that five-star review. No matter what you're looking for, you want to buy, no problem. We got you. Maybe it's time to renovate that house, but you don't have the cash. No problem. We can hook you up. What about if you need a little bit of cash to knock out some credit card debt and give yourself a little breathing room in your budget? No problem. But my favorite one, hey, let's go ahead and take advantage of these rates. Let's cut years off of our loan. Let's get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Every step of the way, SaveWithConrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And man, if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. Get a quick quote right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Think about what we're saying, guys. No house payments for two months and keep more of your own money. SaveWithConrad.com. You were breaking into the business in a time when OVW was the developmental Terry. Tons of other greats came through there around the same time, like John Cena and Batista. What was the hardest part of training in OVW? And did you ever think, man, maybe this isn't for me? Well, I'd say the hardest part was, uh, and I didn't know it at the time, but the, the conditions down there, like I look at NXT now and it's like, oh my God, talk about like just a top level training facility. Oh shit. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they've got everything. They've got a team of doctors. Um, th- th- just the other day, uh, I got fitted for orthotics by the NXT doctors and come, come to find out all the NXT guys have been fitted for the, it's like this new tech, uh, technology, Kurt. And they, they gave it to every single wrestler down there on the roster. And I only caught wind of it because I was in the trainer's room while someone was talking about it. And I was like, orthotics, 
I'll take some orthotics, you know? So, <laughs> so it's like they have everything they could possibly want at their disposal. Mm-hmm. And when I started in OVW, we had a ring that had broken boards under the canvas and you had to watch where you bumped, watch where you stepped so you didn't trip and you couldn't hit the ropes as hard as you wanted to, as hard as you should, because the ropes were dangerous and they might break. So that's the conditions that, that I It's a lot different I, today, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like looking back, I wouldn't have it any other way. Now they've got, I don't know how many, 80, 100, 120, 150 NXT guys down there training. And granted, they have, you know, a thousand rings down there to train in. We had the one, but there was only like 10, 12 WWE developmental talent while I was down there. And they weren't just signing anybody back then. They were signing people with, you know, quite the extensive resume or just naturally genetically gifted bad dudes. So I didn't stack up too well to them. And and especially in my head. And I was always the insecure kid. Um, excuse me. I was always the insecure kid. And, and I didn't think too highly of myself when it came to, uh, you know, what I was able to do physically. Um, but, you, you know, you've heard the phrase, uh, you know, like when a kid goes through that weird growth spurt and their feet get real big and then they grow into their feet kind of thing. Like, I feel like I grew into my size 15s around that time while I was in OVW for that first year. I went from kind of not knowing how to move or having the kind of body awareness that one should have in a wrestling ring. I went from that, like within a year, to like having this confidence about myself and this confidence of knowing that I could get from point A to point B in a different way every time without even thinking about it. And that, you know, I had something special. Um, so it was it was a real weird experience down there because at very first I didn't belong. But very shortly after that, I was leading the pack. And eventually the first guy, one of like the, the it was me, Lesnar, Ron Waterman and Rico Constantino, us four, we got called up to do dark matches before anybody else. And um, so I went from one of the, you know, worst down there to being leading the pack with the guys being called up. So it was a really cool experience for me. You know, I'll never forget some of those memories down there, just being young. Those were my college years, Kurt. You know, I was growing up around all these other genetic freaks and, and figuring myself out on trying to understand life and doing it all in the wrestling business. So it was a very weird way to become a man, so to speak. I get that, man. Well, listen, you're, you're always, you're always in great shape. What's your diet consist of? And do you have a train training routine? Cause it, you've always been in great shape, Randy. You always look good. I appreciate that, Kurt. I feel like I am the worst. Uh, <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll I'll get a couple of days, a couple of weeks in, and um, feel like I'm eating eating right, like I'm training right, and then it kind of all falls to shit. And and I, I I don't know what the deal is with like why I yo-yo diet so much, um, but I like to binge eat at night when I get those kids to bed. You know, maybe I'll sit back and, you know, I guess you could say channel my inner Matt Riddle. Uh, <laughs> and, and, 
and and I'll 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 get the munchies and and it's funny you should bring it up because your chicken snacks, dude. <laughs> I heard you're hoarding them. The Not that your wife sugar, have any? <laughs> the, the cinnamon brown sugar. Well, I have to hide those because that's like the the best tasting like healthy snack I've ever had in my entire life. Bro. Right, right. So I, I appreciate. Thank I, I might, you. I might, I might have to hit you up for another order, but whenever you're ready, <laughs> dude, it's, it's for me, it comes down to diet because like, I'm not going to all of a sudden be able to maintain muscle mass like Bobby Lashley, like right. I, at 41, like I'm looking to maintain, I've had a, a lot of surgeries and I, and I know, you know, the deal, like it's, I'm bench pressing 500 pounds or, or, or deadlifting a house isn't something that's going to benefit me strength with my style in the ring. It's, it's not going to benefit me. I don't know when the last guy I picked somebody, uh, the last time I picked somebody up is, uh, in the ring. So really for me, it's, it's just being able to move pain-free as possible and be functional and, you know, all the little nagging injuries I have, just do what I have to do, whether it's rehab, prehab, you know, there are, every day, as you know, there's something that goes into the, the physical part of this business, whether you're in it, uh, in your prime, whether you're, whether you're not wrestling and you're out on an injury or you're completely done. I feel like once you've done this for a living, you have to keep up physically because that scar adhesion, man, it can come back. It can get you. You oh, don't yeah. keep moving. Oh, all yeah. of a sudden, you're 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 fifty, sixty, seventy. Like you're gonna not be able to. You got to keep moving. You know, like I'm I think feeling it right now, brother. Yes, yes, yeah. I know. Well, well, like like going for a ten minute walk three times a day. Like people laugh at that, but like just getting out there and moving and your circulation. Like I think a lot of this country, man, just sits on the couch and and, and watches their device. And, and, and they're sitting with their necks flexed and their backs hunched and they're like this, like that's, that's not good for you, man. You got to open up and be, you got to get outside, breathe the fresh air, feel the sun on your face. Like there's, there's ways to stay healthy without going to the gym every day. You right. know what I mean? You don't have to do crazy stuff to stay healthy. You're absolutely No, no, not at all. Not at all. Let's talk about uh, RKO out of nowhere, man. That thing went viral a few years ago. I mean, not just in the wrestling space, but non-wrestling fans. Anytime somebody falls or there's a blooper on a sports field, there you are. Did that catch you off guard? When did you know, Hey man, this is like a mainstream thing. Well, I, I've, I've never been like the greatest social media guy. Like I'll, I'll go social media dark for like a month at a time, sometimes more. And then I'll have a little fun on Twitter late night, you know, or I'll post some stuff about my wife and kids on my Instagram. Um, but the, I guess I didn't know how to react when all the RKO out of nowhere stuff was happening a few years ago. It took on a life of its own and it wasn't one of those things where, you know, for a week you saw it and then it kind of disappeared. Like it, it's, been, it's been a thing that's still around even to this day, not as strong, but I guarantee you like someone's out there doing it right now. Like there, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it helped, it helped me, my brand, my finish mean more than it, it really does. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a cutter. I jump up and I fall to my back, but um, it took on a life of its own. And I, I think I really, I got to credit um, the talent 
that I've worked with in the ring that I've hit with the RKO. Because we got guys like Seth Rollins, Evan Bourne, uh, Shelton Benjamin, Ricochet, Ali. There's all these guys that are able to come up with these really innovative ways for me to hit my finish. I think that only adds to the mystique. And then it helps people look at it like more than it actually is. And, and, And it helps me beat you know the demon killer right i beat bray wyatt i beat i beat the fiend <laughs> with one rko you know what i mean like yeah. it, it 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 means something and for someone's finish to mean something for this long no matter how it comes about like i'm i'm very lucky for whoever started the rko out of nowhere viral videos thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right randy yeah. but you um the RKO has worked so well for your finish. Did you ever consider any other finishing moves? Anything come to mind? Anything that you else that you wanted to do? Yeah, uh, early on, um, I did a like full Nelson kind of slam. Uh, gosh, but that was in like OVW. There's I don't even know if I want a match down there, so there's probably no tape of me doing it. Uh, I, I did a, a move called the Overdrive. Um, but it's kind of hard to explain that one. I think MVP did that for a while too, but it was just, it it wasn't something I was feeling. I had just had a shoulder injury repaired. So it was kind of messing my shoulder up a little bit. Um, and you know, smarter, not harder. Right. So I had to think of something that I could hit everybody with and, and John Laurinaitis, um, who's always had my back, man, he, uh, sat down and of course he used to do the ACE crusher back in the day. So he was like, Hey, take my finish kid. You're like, really? Yeah. And, and you know, diamond Dallas page made that move famous as well. So, uh, you know, credit to those guys for letting me steal their shit and, and <laughs> make it, even, make it even better. I stole Shamrock shit. So I'm guilty too. <laughs> Damn rock. You know what? I've never met that man. Um, but I would really like to meet him. Nothing but, 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 uh, respect for him. Um, he's a badass. Yeah. I, well, I feel like he's been, uh, I forget it might've been him even, but, but no matter what company you're look at, whether it's UFC, TNA, WWE, and probably some others out there, like whenever there was like a hot moment in that industry, like he was kind of there for it. Yep. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I don't think that's coincidence. I, I think that, uh, I think that that, and then the same thing with you, Kurt, like when you know, even as a fan, like I, I know Batista, I know The Rock, I know Randy Orton and John Cena, I know they're badasses in that WWE ring, WWE ring. But when I'm thinking of like the kind of guy that could really do some damage, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking of the Kurt Angles and the Ken Shamrocks. Um, I never knew Blackman, but maybe I'm just a big old Mark. Conrad, you'd know, was Steve Blackman a badass shooter? or was still he? is. He's a bondsman. Still, He's a badass to this day. Is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, Steve, how you doing? <laughs> you um, but you know, but, 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 you know, there's, there's some, there's some bad dudes in this, in this business, um, legit bad dudes. And I think of course, Lesnar's in there too. And, and I think that that only helps the business when you got guys like that, that understand the art can go in there and, and use their strengths to make 
other talent look like, oh, Randy Orton can hang with Shamrock. Did you see that? Or Randy Orton beat Shamrock with an RKO or what have you, right? Make it up. But that only helps me, which only helps other people down the line when they eventually one day kick out of my finish. Like it, it, we're all helping each other to make each other the best that we can be. And I feel like Shamrock, uh, bringing it back to Shamrock, um, I think he was always there. He was always there when, when there was some kind of momentous occasion or, or time period in the history of all the places that he's been. Shamrock obviously made his name in MMA and then transitioned into wrestling. How do you expect uh, Matt Riddle to do now that he's on the sports entertainment side of things? Matt Riddle. Yeah. That, uh, I think he's going to do fantastic. I think he's already, um, kind of outshined most of his little class of NXT that have kind of came up over the last year. I mean, you have a lot of those guys are doing well, but the funny thing with Riddle, when I first met him, we were in Miami, the entire locker room of NXT was in Miami. So now our locker rooms, which aren't the biggest are now jam packed with NXT guys who aren't working the show, but you know, in the wrestling business, you bring your gear to the show. You're always prepared, brother. And so you got all these NXT guys with all their shit, taking up all the space in their locker room. So me, especially being a vet, being around a while, I see this and now I already got a hard on for these guys. Right. So it doesn't help when I walk by Matt Riddle and my olive branch was basic, basically me, you know, just looking at Matt. And I just said, uh, I go, Oh, there he is. There he is. Just kind of icebreaker expecting maybe a, oh, hey, Randy, my name's Matt. Nice to meet you. But instead, um, Matt just kind of barely, you know, with the bloodshot eyes, glanced over at me <laughs> and was just like, and he just kept walking. And I oh, remember wow. thinking, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, so so for for quite a while, I didn't like Riddle. And it was yeah. because of that little scenario one incident yeah one one little incident and it wasn't even an incident it's just i took it as a lack of respect and when you come back there and you're brand new and no one knows you you want to introduce yourself because we're we're a band of brothers i gotta trust you with my body in that ring and you the same you gotta trust me like we should probably make an introduction at some point you know We, we should probably shoot the shit a little bit and so back to Matt Riddle, I love the guy now. I've been in the locker room with him now for about a year. Um, I was there when uh, a couple of weeks ago he forgot his verbiage yeah. live on Raw and scooted off on his scooter. He was doing the thing with Oscar in the back, and everyone thought like, "Oh, it was brilliant," or "Oh, he forgot his word." That was some of the best shit I've ever seen, <laughs> and. Uh, his his backstage character the you know the you know everything's cool oh and and just the rambling nature of his promos like that works because in the ring he goes he goes he reminds me of you he reminds me yeah he's intense he's really intense yeah yeah, he 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 goes He, he doesn't you know i'll kind of navigate the waters and take my time sometimes like and and that dude he can do it all and he can, he busts his ass in that ring. Some of the matches he's had with Seamus um, have just been, it's not my style of match. I like to have, 
but uh, the Riddle Sheamus matches I've seen as of late have been amazing. You know, I, I think he's going to do quite well. Um, he's going to do well like you did, Kurt. I think that he took to this. I think so too. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Why adfreeshows.com? It's simple. It's early and ad-free. Why wait for your favorite shows to drop when you can listen as soon as they stop recording? There's no need to wait. You can access it all before anyone else can. Plus, no ads. No one telling you what to bundle or how to keep that man part standing tall. None of that. It's just straight content from all your favorite hosts, including Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and the rest of the team. That's not all. You also get immediate access to watching their reactions live on video as well so don't put it off any longer do it now you won't be disappointed start enjoying all the podcasts you love early and ad free at adfreeshows.com well speaking of riddle what's some advice or a piece of wisdom wisdom that you try to share with the young talent Uh, what's the most important thing that newer young talent needs to learn you know, um, there's a lot of little things, um, uh, and I think it depends on the situation. It depends on who I'm talking to. But just the other day, um, there was an instance, and I'm not going to name names, but there was a couple guys that have been on TV that haven't been on TV lately that are kind of bitters the wrong word. But, you know, they they feel like they weren't given the opportunity that they should have been given. And And a lot of times I think, when guys feel that way, they're probably right in those feelings. There's just so much going on and so much talent and three hours seems like a long time for raw, but you got a lot of talent and a lot of stories you're trying to tell. So there's, there's not time for everybody. Um, But these two guys, uh, they basically had all these unanswered questions that they needed answered. And, and I talked to them because I've seen it. I've lived it. I was one of those guys where you kind of get in your head and you're back in the locker room and you're, you know, bitching and you're talking and you're thinking and you're, you're, you're talking yourself, you're talking yourself crazy where (laughs) all you, all you need to do is go knock on Vince's door, poke your head in and slowly, but surely develop a relationship with him. And maybe for a month, each Monday, you knock on the door, you stick your head in and you say, hey, boss, just wanted to say hi. Let's have a good show. All right, cool. Good to see you. Yes, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Talk to you later. Do that every week. And then, you know, maybe one week, tap, tap. Hey, Vince. And he's going to say, hey, come in here for a second. And then you're going to have that little back. It's it's like this. You want to develop a relationship you steady, steady build up. And it took me two decades to get to where I am now with him. And, and so you got to start now. Don't wait. Don't, don't, don't feel like the business is against you. And the writers are in the room, having the meeting, talking and figuring out how to bury you because they're not, they're not. (laughs) But if you want to be at the, you know, at the front of everybody's brain, when it comes to what are we doing tonight? Who are we going to use? We need a guy for this guy to get a win on. Who gets that TV time? You, you can't be out of sight because then you're out of mind. We've all heard that. Like you got to right. develop that relationship, relationship so that you can go and ask those questions that nobody can answer. You can, I, you can ask me, 
what do you think Vince wants me to do tonight in that room? <laughs> right. I, I, I can give you a pretty educated guess and maybe yeah. come within the ballpark. But if you go knock on that man's door, you're not going to go to bed every night. Him. Exactly. And you can sleep easy and then stop making yourself nuts. I'd say that would be in the WWE, the number one thing I would tell any guys coming up to the main roster. Awesome. Talking about uh, behind the scenes stuff, you mentioned earlier Johnny Ace and his crusher. He's back in talent relations, and Bruce Pritchard's back. Are you surprised to see uh, what's old again is new again? Some of these guys coming back. Uh, I'm not. Um, uh, Mark Carano was uh, kind of our go-to guy for the last probably decade, I guess, since Johnny stepped down, and Mark did a great job. Um, but I always had a special relationship with Laurenitis. Um, so seeing Johnny back in that role, I'm very happy with that. I mean, um, I guess Johnny's the kind of guy you love him, uh, or you, you hate him maybe, um, depending on your past experiences, but like, it's, it's, it's not a personal thing with Johnny. Johnny's all business. So as long as you understand that, you know, if, if you dislike this guy, because he gave you an honest answer to, uh, to a question that you had, like, you need to check yourself because, he's one of the few that you can get an honest answer from that man has shot me straight since day one. If I was in trouble or if I knew that I had to shape up a ship out, or if I knew I was treading on, you know, uh, thin ice, he would tell me he wouldn't beat around the bush and have me second guessing myself or give me some kind of misleading information as a rib and Bruce Pritchard. He's right there with him. Bruce. Um, shit. I remember I hated Bruce. God, I hated Bruce Pritchard. Bruce, Bruce, uh, and and this won't make this podcast, but just in case that it will. Oh no! So, so needless to say, I hated Bruce. Right. But Bruce is also the guy that called my dad back in '99 and said, "Hey, Bob, guess what? We're going to sign your son. He's a good-looking big kid, and I think we can mold him into what we need to make him a WWE wrestler." Uh, you know, like Bruce has been there through a lot of the moments in my career that are memorable. So I have history with everybody, especially guys from way back when. And me and Bruce were just laughing about this, joking about this story the other day. Um, Love Bruce, love Johnny. I love that they're back in the roles that they're in. It brings a little bit of a sense of old school back, which I like um, because those guys came up in it before me. They are old school. And I think it's important for the other guys in the locker room to see, like, this is how it used to work and how it used to work, not in every facet, but in this way, this was a good thing. A little bit of kayfabe, a little bit of mystique, a little bit of, you know what? need to know basis. You know what I mean? We don't need to put all this out on the internet for you to see. Like I like the relationships that I have with Bruce and Johnny and and I implore everybody in the locker room to have those relationships with those men as well, including Vince. That's a great idea, Randy. It's good that you tell them that. Yeah. But um, Another question is if you get the itch to watch professional wrestling, what era do you go for? Do you go for the 80s, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era? What 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 uh, era do you like to watch in pro wrestling? A, a little bit of everything. So my grandfather wrestled um, back when it was black and white even. And I've got old tapes of him. I think uh, 
uh, several months ago, someone sent me a clip of, of my grandfather and Pat O'Connor. Um, when I'm watching clips of my father, you know, I like watching him back in the day before his WWF run when, you know, he was in his mid late twenties when he was down in Florida and, and, and you see all these other guys that, you know, I know as older men, but you'd see the young Steve Kearns, you know, and the young Pipers and, and uh, you know, I, Bret Hart, like people ask me all the time, if, if there's someone you could work with that you've never gotten to work with, like I think of Bret Hart. So like, instead of like eras, I'll think of performers or I'll think of um, who I might want to see that my dad's worked with before. Uh, but in high school, um, when I was just a fan, um, I loved watching Goldberg, man. I, I got a funny Goldberg story too, um, if there's time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, so I, it was 1998, huge Goldberg fan. We used to get together with all my buddies and we were watching the undefeated streak as it took place and just pumped, right? So I turned 18 and I wanted a tattoo. Mom said, no tattoos. And um, you probably can guess where this is going. <laughs> um, so now that I'm 18 and I'm a huge Goldberg mark, <clears throat> I go to the tattoo spot and the <laughs> tattoo <laughs> artist, I tell him, I say, I want this tattoo. And it was a picture out of a magazine of Goldberg's <laughs> tribal fucking tattoo. So oh. let's see. So I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But if you look, I've got some symmetrical looking tribal here yep. okay. that, yeah, that I've kind of messed with over the years. And what that started out as was the idea that it was going to be a duplicate of Goldberg's tattoo. And the tattoo artist was like, oh, no, you don't want to put another guy's tattoo on your arm. And looking back, it's like, thanks, tattoo artist. <laughs> Holy shit. But, but, but he put a very, a very similar Goldberg-esque tattoo, tribal, right on my shoulder, same position. And it, it was symmetrical like Bill's, but it was, it, was, it was different enough to where you wouldn't look at it and think Goldberg. And over the years, I had a little more done to it just to make sure once I got into the you know, professional wrestling world that people wouldn't think that it was supposed to look like Goldberg's. Oh, yeah. um, but... I think it's funny looking back that when I was 18, I was going to put his uh, tattoo on my body. And then five years later, I would be wrestling him on television <laughs> on Monday Night Raw with Ric Flair and Triple H, you know. So it's, it's just it's, it's crazy how life ends up. But um, you asked about the eras. I think the most mem memorable for me um, as I was watching it was the older, you know, brother of a friend getting the beer from the liquor store down the street and giving us a 12 pack and us getting together and watching WCW and watching Goldberg go out there and just slay dudes in a minute and a half. And I had no idea what I was watching, but that Goldberg character pumped me up and gave me that little spark inside that I want our fans to feel as well. He had a huge impact on our business back then, without a doubt. He, he was a beast. Yes, 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 he was. We, we talked a lot about the different eras. Randy, when do you think the Randy Orton era will come to an end? Do you have a an end in mind? 
uh, you know, a lot of guys, um, you know, I see them branching off and doing other things or making sure that they have something lined up uh, for when they can't wrestle anymore. I kind of, and I don't know if this is showing my cards or not. Um, I kind of see myself being with WWE, um, you know, for, you know, for life. I, I don't know why I would go anywhere else. I mean, who knows what the future holds, but, uh, although I love movies and I love sending in auditions, you know, almost monthly, um, hell, I got a script right now I'm looking at. Um, but, I don't think acting is my passion. I'm not trying to move to Hollywood or move to New York and be a full-time actor. Uh, The way Batista did it, the way Cena did it is they use WWE as kind of a jumping board to go into Hollywood and and all that stuff. I, I I think I'm, I'm content's the wrong word. Happy, happy is the right word with kind of my place in the WWE right now. Um, The money's good. Um, the talent's good. The locker room's great. I have a good relationship with all the, the, the people that are in charge and I don't see why I would change that. And I only see all of those different variables I just mentioned. I only see them getting better over the, the coming years. So at, at 41, I can honestly say if, if, if I'm on a contract where I'm able to still, you know, wrestle a handful of years in my late forties, possibly even as I'm a 50 year old man, I would love to do it. My big thing. And my wife, Kim has promised me um, that if, if she looks at me and she thinks that I'm, I'm, I'm becoming kind of a parody of myself, or if I'm unable to do the things that the fans need to be able to physically see me do in order for them to believe, you know, um, that an RKO still has as much sting as it once did, you know, if I can't do all those things, she's promised me that she's going to let me know that it's time to hang up the boots. And, and until then I'm putting my trust in her and uh, I'm just going to enjoy what I do because I, I've got great kids. I've got five wonderful children. I've got a beautiful home, a beautiful wife. Life is really good. And um, although like being the next Marvel superhero would be really awesome, the work that would go into that and the amount of time that I would have to take away from the WWE. I don't know that there's a price tag you can put on that, that would make it worth it for me to step away from what I love so much for so long, that being first and foremost, my wife and family, but also WWE, you know, I, I I like showing up each week. Hell, I, I saw Ric Flair Monday and, um, Hey, Rick, you know, we actually rode from the hotel together. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, are you doing something tonight on the show? And he goes, oh, no. He said, oh, hell, Randy, I love coming around. I love seeing the guys. I love seeing you guys talk and put your stuff together. I love talking to some guys and, and the camaraderie. He said, I love this business um, and I love being around it. And and if Charlotte wasn't there, he would have been there anyway, yeah. Conrad. I, I know it. And and I like that attitude. I like that he looks at this industry, not even just at Vince or WWE, but at professional wrestling as a whole. And he can say that it's made me happy and it's given me so much. And I've made so many other people happy and, and feel some kind of way because of what he did in the ring. I, I, I want to feel like that too. And I feel like he's happy and content and wouldn't change a thing you know, made many mistakes also made, you know, 
many positive situations and 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 positive moments and 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 memorable moments for fans million times over. I I'd, I'd love to be in his shoes one day where I can be happy with my body of work and and just kind of sit back, be grandpa and and watch, you know, the grandkids play and and have been a WWE superstar and that's all I need to be. Well, we can't thank you enough for your time today. I really appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you. We've never done an interview here, Andy. You're our first guest. So thank you for first that. one, Randy. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I, I don't do a lot of these. Um, I, Kurt, you know, this was for you, brother. Yeah. You know, this thank you very you. much. I really appreciate yeah. it. Andy. Thank you. I'm glad I was your first. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, brother. Take care. Kurt, I don't know what I expected with our first interview, but that was a home run. My friend, great idea by you. And I can't wait for another interview. Randy Orton really gave us a lot of time today. Me too. He made me love what I do. He he's a great storyteller, loved all the stories. Everything that he talked about made sense. Um, you know, he's just a great person, a great individual, great human being. And I'm looking forward to our next guest. I'm just not sure when we're going to do it yet. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, we took a little detour and I enjoyed that. We're going to be back talking all things judgment day, 2006. That's coming up next week. After that, of course, we've got judgment day. one where we're going to talk about your, uh, next match with Chris Benoit was a two out of three falls. And of course, becoming extreme will be our topic on May 30th. We're going to cover that 2006 draft when you landed in ECW. Big June planned as well. June 6th, we're going to talk about David Schultz and the whole Fox catcher murder. Uh, June 13th, one night stand 06 again with Randy Orton. Of course, what everyone's been waiting for. Uh, we're going to hit the street fight with Shane McMahon from King of the Ring 2001. And then we'll finish out the month of June with Vengeance 2006, a loaded stacked card coming your way here on the Kurt Angle show. And of course, you get all these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com. But while you've got your web browser open, check out the Slither Shop, and uh, you can see Mrs. Orton's fantastic gear. And by the way, have we ever gotten a better endorsement than Randy Orton for chicken snacks? Come on. No, that was awesome. Randy is addicted to them. He absolutely loves them. And if you haven't tried it, you got to try it. Physically fit chicken snacks and snack smart plant protein, organic plant protein. There they are. One's derived from chicken breast. The other one's plant protein. You can order them at physicallyfit.com. Uh, they're, they're, they're really good. 11 flavors, incredible flavors, taste amazing. We've got nothing but five-star reviews on Amazon, and we're doing extremely well. Go to physicallyfit.com, and you'll see you can click the where to buy button. Uh, we've got three that are within driving distance of my house. If you want to pick some up today, you probably can at a local retailer. But you can save a little money if you order at physicallyfit.com. We've got a special promo code to save 20% off, right, Kurt? Yes. Uh, you can do uh, the, the promo is called Angle Pod, and you can get that at physicallyfitcot.com. Uh, so make sure you order yours today. Physicallyfit.com is the place to be. Don't forget to use Angle Pod, save 20% off, and join us here next week for Backlash 2001. No, wait, we already did that one. Uh, <laughs> judgment day of course the easiest way to follow us on the show is to just follow us on twitter at the angle pod be sure to tune in next week it's judgment day 2006 and boy so much more coming your way right here on the kurt angle show stop whatever you're doing and listen to me i'm going to tell you how to get the best gift ever this mother's day
Are you listening? Picture it. A real long stem American beauty rose. Lavishly and deeply dipped in pure 24 karat gold. It lasts forever. You heard right. And they start at just 59 bucks. If this is the first time you're getting one of Steven Singer's famous 24 karat gold dipped roses, then take my advice and get the Valentine's Day red for only $59 or check out one of his premium colors like sunshine yellow trimmed in 24 karat gold. They come with a free personalized gift message and Steven's signature gift box shipped for free, all starting at just $59. Leave it to one of the best jewelers in America to have one of the best gifts in America. Real roses dipped in real 24 karat gold from a real jeweler, Steven Singer's Jewelers. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Don't wait. Mother's Day is here and you're almost out of time. This is your last chance for free shipping to arrive in time for Mother's Day. Order by 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday, May 5th. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. All right, I know what you're thinking. Is this about the time when Conrad tries to sell me a mortgage? Yep. SaveWithConrad.com can hook you up. And listen, I know you get tired of hearing these commercials, but you probably also get tired of seeing those big box lenders advertise on TV. They're not always all they're cracked up to be. So if you're going to think about maybe it's time to upgrade our house, maybe it's time to get a new house, take advantage of the hot real estate market, or perhaps take advantage of these great rates we've got right now and pay your house off faster, maybe consolidate some debt, you might feel like, well, I don't know if I can tell the wife that we need to use the wrestling podcast guy. I get that. Brian was probably a little skeptical too up in Leland, North Carolina. But we hooked him up and he left a five-star review. Here's what he had to say. Unbelievable service and professionalism by first family. I tried to refile last year with a well-known home lender and had a disastrous experience. All lenders are not created equal and do not perform the same. First family was professional, fast, knowledgeable, helpful, and saved me money. Oh, and did I mention fast? Here are the facts. My first contact with them was on Monday, March 1st. And I closed on Tuesday, March 16th, 12 business days to do a refinance and close simply the best for mortgage services. Brian, thank you for that great five-star review. And thank you for your business. If you want to save some cash and you want to deal with the best, you got to go to SaveWithConrad.com. We can help you. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And it's not a matter of if we can save you money, I can save you money at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Make it happen right now with a free quick quote at SaveWithConrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.